welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Worldwide Willis. And this podcast is brought to you by the League of Melanated Gentlemen Podcast Network. Um, all right, folks. Today, if you didn't know, if you didn't already know, um, here we discuss wrestling. We discuss all things wrestling, right? We discuss the beauty of wrestling, the drama, the news, all of that stuff, right? Um, and today we got, we definitely got news. Um, match of the week, um, we had Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. That was a pretty good match. Nia's, Nia, this version of Nia Jax is getting better. I'm still not a fan. I don't want to go that far, but she is getting better. And I, I do think she needed that win for her to still be relevant. So, uh, for her to beat Be- Becky clean, pretty, I like it. You know what I mean? It's building her up as a potential real threat to Rhea. Uh, I know they faced off before, but again, you kind of have to run it back. There isn't a ton of options on the raw roster right now. And I think they're trying to keep Rhea and Becky away from each other until after elimination chamber. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to put the women's, which I I wonder which title they're going to put up uh, in the elimination chamber matches, which I wonder if they're going to put up EO's title or, or I, I would think, I would think they would do uh, Rhea's title because the Elimination Chamber is a good way to showcase young talent, just like last year. Um, an amazing, one of the best Elimination Chamber matches of all time with uh, Montez Ford, uh, Gargano, Bronson Reed, you know, Seth Rollins, um, uh, you know, um, Austin Theory, a few different guys. Like, it was a really good showing for those guys. And it was exposure that they wouldn't have necessarily gotten. So I think this year, you know, you could put in, throw in a Tiffany Stratton, you know, from NXT, um, throw in a Raquel, throw in a um, Candice LeRae. Um, you know, there's a bunch of talent you can throw in there to make it a solid match. Obviously, Rhea's going to win. But, I mean, you all, and it gives you Rhea on the card. You know what I mean? And that's always good. Um, so that was my match of the week. Um, all right. I don't want to bury the lead here. The Rock is back. He's officially back this time. Where before, you know, it was sort of a show up. You know, we're not having, there's not a strike. So we kind of got to start the buzz. You know, I'm going to show up, start the buzz, get a feel for it and see, go from there. This one was him actually calling out the tribal chief, uh, Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, it, it's interesting, man. Like, it's something we all called for last year, right? Like, we all wanted it at Hollywood, WrestleMania Hollywood, old in Los Angeles. But this year it'll be in Philadelphia, which I don't think it's any smaller than it would have been last year. I think initially the way Cody was going, it was like, okay, Cody got it. Co- we got to give Cody a shot again. We got to run that back. But I think now Cody, to me, Cody hasn't fell off. Some people – think Cody's fell off. I don't think Cody's fell off. I think everything WWE has given him, he's done a pretty good job um, with. Uh, but I don't think he necessarily is the greatest challenge for Roman. I'm honestly believing now that The Rock is challenging uh, Roman, I'm thinking, okay, Roman, right? If, if The Rock, if they do The Rock versus Roman, I do think Roman's going to retain the title. I do. I think Roman's going to win it, carry it all the way to potentially SummerSlam, and then lose it to Cody or someone else. I don't necessarily love the idea, but I do think that's what's going to happen. Now, 
um, yeah, with The Rock being back, it means a lot. It's it's a ripple effect for a ton of different people, right? Obviously for Roman, it affects him in that now you, you know, if we're talking storyline, right, he's the tribal chief. He's the head of the table. Like, as we know with that family, you know, The Rock is probably the head of the table, right? <laughs> for real, for real. And so this is going to be a dope. Like, I hope they really dive into the storyline, man. Like, um, I really hope they dive into it and really get to the traditions of the family. I don't want to do a whole, you know, The Rock, this is what I've done all my career. I'm the best, and I want to beat you for your title because I, I'm back and I like wrestling again. Like, I don't want that to be the storyline. I want it to be, no, forget the title. The title is a, a side thing. Now, I just want to, this is man to man. You know what I mean? This is uncle challenging a little young young pup who, who's kind of talking a little crazy. I got to put you in your place type of thing. And I got to show the family. You know, I've been hearing rumblings throughout the family. You know, the family talks. Uh, I've been hearing through the grapevine that you've been talking a little crazy and you think you're the head of this entire family. Well, in case you didn't know, I've been running this thing for damn near 20 years now. So I had to come back at the biggest stage of them all and beat you and defeat you in front of everyone to show not only the WWE, but most importantly, the family that I am legitimately the head of the table. And so I hope they dive into the family of the traditions of the tribal chief passing of the torch, all that stuff. Dive into it. Let Paul Heyman be in there. Let all of it be in there. Do not, I hope they don't like just try to rely on the names. You know what I mean? I hope they don't go, well, it's The Rock. It's Roman. We're going to sell tickets. Who cares about the storyline? Let's just kind of float through that and then get to the match and let them have a banger of a match. Like, I hope they really let them do promos. I hope they really let them go out there and really get personal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want Roman to throw a couple jabs at The Rock and see if, if The Rock is, you know, 2002 Rock or are we getting The Rock that showed up against John Cena, who was wobbly. You know what I mean? Wobbly was kind of washed on his knees. You know what I mean? John kind of called him out on some things. Uh, rightfully so. So I'm I'm interested in that. The ripple effects, though, we have uh, what does this mean for Cody Rhodes, right? Um, for Cody, this is kind of tough because, I mean, it sounds like they're going Rock versus Roman, right? Like, he, he wouldn't call him out and then not make that wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, you've the WWE, Triple H, Nick Khan, all those people have done all this work to get The Rock to to come to you know, to buy in and to doing this match at WrestleMania. They wouldn't then have him come out there, reference the Tribal Chief, and then not do it. Like, that's not going to happen, right? We all know why The Rock's here. The Rock doesn't come here to do second-tier matches. He comes here to wrestle in the main event, and that's always going to be a Roman Reigns. So for Cody, it's a little tough because he doesn't have a guy, a partner right now for WrestleMania. Um, you could technically do a, let's say, okay, and, and we'll talk about this. Our top five today, forgot to mention, is top five matches I want to see at WrestleMania this year. And I'll kind of break down each of them and why I want to see those particular matchups. Now, I had Gunther in there, and I want to see a particular um, opponent for Gunther. If that particular opponent does not agree to show up, though, and does not want to wrestle at WrestleMania or for the Intercontinental title, I'm thinking maybe we do Cody versus Gunther for the IC title. And 
potentially like add add another stipulation onto it, right? Say like, okay, if whoever wins obviously becomes the IC champion, but you also become the number one contender for the main the world title or the the title that Seth Rain, Seth Rollins holds, right? Whichever title you become the number one contender. Basically like a Royal Rumble, kind of a pseudo Royal Rumble buy-in, right? I think that adds some some extra depth to it. And we saw that at Royal Rumble last year with, you know, with Gunther and Cody, they have great chemistry. The end of that Royal Rumble saved the entire Royal Rumble. It was kind of a lackluster one because uh, there was a lot of predictable finishes and we knew Cody was going to come back, blah, blah, blah. But the end of that thing, this end sequence with Gunther and Cody going at it, that's that was amazing. Saved the entire uh, match. And so I think if we can get that at WrestleMania, give them 20, 30 minutes to cook, oh, man, you you potentially have match of the year type of stuff. And I don't think it's a downgrade for Cody. I really don't. Like, some people will because, you know, some people look at stuff very black and white and don't understand the context. To me, I go, okay, yeah, he isn't fighting for the world title, but we keep him in the world title picture by saying, hey, if you win this, you become the IC champion, but you also get a number of contenders spot. But then also, Gunther has made the IC title the second most relevant, if not the most relevant, title in the business right now. So it's not like you got Cody wrestling for the U.S. title, you know what I mean, or the 24-7 title. Like you got this dude facing the juggernaut, basically, in Gunther, uh, the person who has not lost ever in WWE uh, on the main roster. You got him going up against him. Like, if if there's – and Cody would be the underdog in that case, right? And that's what you want. You want people, again, having a reason to root for Cody. If you have Cody versus Gunther, people are going to root for Cody. They're going to be like, shit, bro, I'm rooting for you, but man, that dude, Gunther over there, that dude is a Terminator. Like, that dude doesn't – he doesn't lose. You know what I mean? So people would be rooting for an upset. So, yeah, I, Cody, it sucks. You know, he won't be able to finish, potentially won't be able to finish the story. Some people were pushing for a triple threat, uh, Cody versus Roman versus The Rock. I can kind of see it now now that I actually say it in my brain. I can kind of see it because I can kind of see Cody coming to The Rock like, hey, man, I respect you, but I earned this. I've been here. I deserve another chance. And The Rock being like, hey, man, respectfully, get the fuck out of my face. I am The Rock. This is family business. This ain't got nothing to do with you. This is family thing. You know what I mean? This is family issues. We got to, this is in-house stuff. You know what I mean? You need to stay out of it. And then that caused friction between Cody and The Rock. And then you, obviously you got friction between those guys and Roman. So I can see a triple threat. I wouldn't necessarily want it. Um, I prefer more of a triple threats are hard to pull off, especially for a guy who hasn't been wrestling. It'd be different if The Rock had been wrestling for months now. Okay, triple threat might work because uh, you got it's a lot about timing and and stuff like that and chemistry, but that's going to be probably his first match if not ever. You know what I mean? So it's tough to pull off. Now I did see someone say, so we got so our next event is Royal Rumble, right? That's our next pay per view. After that, we have uh, Elimination Chamber, which is going to be in Australia, and then we have WrestleMania. So some people were saying they're going to have Rome or uh, have The Rock. Versus Cody at Elimination Chamber, whoever wins gets to face uh, Roman Reigns. Now that does kind of 
undercut whoever your Royal Rumble winner is, right? Because the Royal Rumble winner now has less, you know, choices to make. But, uh, you know, you can finagle that. You can ride around that. You can make it to where the Royal Rumble winner wins and then immediately pick Seth Rollins. And then, okay, cool. Now we we just got to worry about the Rock, the winner of the Rock and the Cody go face Roman. It doesn't have to get too complicated. But again, you're you're kind of writing yourself into a wall. So I, you know, in Australia, Elimination Chamber last year had Roman versus, versus uh, Sami Zayn. That thing felt like a mania, WrestleMania match. Like, it had that great of an atmosphere. And Australia is going to have a great atmosphere. I can see why Triple H and Nick Khan would want to have The Rock attached to Elimination Chamber because that's going to bring hella eyes to it. That's going to bring crazy amount of people to it. So I can see why. If someone pitched that, I can see that. You know what I mean? And it clears up the Cody versus who's going to face Roman thing. It's very clear after you have a winner of that match. But, you know, that's just an idea I've seen. Um, <clears throat> now, again, um, Cody, I think Cody will be fine. They will figure out a way for Cody to look good at WrestleMania. He'll, he will wrestle at WrestleMania. He'll, he'll have a good look. Right, have a good spot. So we'll see about that. Um, next, we have CM Punk. So some people think we're going to have a CM Punk. We're going to have CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble and then picking to choose uh, Seth Rollins. That's what some people believe, right? It's funny. It's so funny now because it's like it's kind of becoming oddly, it's oddly ironic because you have CM Punk. Who, who left the WWE first time because he was annoyed that he was the best wrestler, which he was. And he never got to main event WrestleMania because guys like The Rock, guys like John Cena got that opportunity over him because they were the mainstream, you know, darlings who brought in all the money and stuff, right? He left due to that, right? He was frustrated with Vince about that. Leaves. Now he's back. And he's like, okay, now I'm back. I'm finally going to get that WrestleMania night, that that main event. I'm finally getting that main event match. And then, boom, here comes The Rock. <laughs> it's like, well, damn. And, I mean, now, of course, WrestleMania is two nights now, so he has two opportunities to get it. He could potentially main event WrestleMania, one, uh, WrestleMania night one with Seth Rollins for that title. That could, hey, that would be great. But at the back of his head, he has to go, well, shit, I really didn't main event, though. Like, we all know the night two main event is main eventing the uh, entire WrestleMania event, right? That's where the two biggest dogs in the company at that time go against each other, right? Just like last year, they had Cody versus Roman on the second night, the main event. That was the thing. That was the big, big, big match. So it's just ironic that he comes, uh, CM Punk comes back now and he's, you know, again, has to deal with The Rock taking the spots of uh, the big spot. So, um, but yeah, I think they're going to do CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble, which is fine. I mean, some people were complaining about his, him being in shape, him not necessarily being in the greatest wrestling um, shape. I think he'll be fine by that time, bro. Like, we got a whole, now we have, we're about 20-something, 25 days out from Royal Rumble or so. He, he should be fine. Again, like when he was in AEW, he looked good. Like he had some really good matches. His match with Samoa Joe, potentially match of the year. He had a match at Forbidden Door. I forgot my dude's name. Dude is a legend from New Japan. I forgot. Excuse me. I apologize for getting my guy's name. 
that was an amazing match with him, uh, him and that guy at a forbidden door. And he has some really other good ones. So him and MJF had some great matches. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I don't worry too much about CM Punk. I think he'll get in shape now that he's in the WWE. He has a performance center to go to every day, right? He has access to way more stuff now than he did with AEW, which doesn't have a performance center. They don't have those that type of apparatus. So, um, I think CM Punk will be fine, and I think by Mania in, what, April or whatever it is, like, he'll be in shape. He'll be fine. Uh, he has time. Uh, but, okay, next we have some AEW news. We have Mercedes uh, Mercedes Monet, other, uh, also known as Sasha Banks. It sounds like she's headed to AEW. Uh, sounds like there were some contract disputes with WWE. WWE didn't want to pay Sasha charlotte flair type of money and you know they basically said hey like we're not paying you that we're not giving you a max contract basically and um you know i i don't agree with that i think sasha's amazing i think she's the best wrestler in the company or any company right now the best women's wrestler in the world as far as like like technical wrestler but i will say like she's had some very short runs and she's kind of been away a lot and had a lot of comebacks. And that kind of undercuts you sometimes when you, as far as popularity, Charlotte's more popular, but also half of that is due to her dad. Right. Um, I mean, Charlotte's amazing, but like when she got in the door, we knew her because of her dad. Um, and all the insurance, all that stuff is based on her dad, you know? And so, but I, I am interested to see uh, Mercedes go to AEW. Um, I think her and Tony Storm could have some really good matches. When Jamie Hayter comes back, they cast some good ones. Um, maybe Mercedes can be the person to kind of uplift that division, you know, the way to the point to where they can actually compete with the WWE because so far AEW hasn't sniffed the w, the WWE's women division in talent, uh, timing, promos, any of that, in ring stuff, none of it. They, they're not even close. And they have a mid-card belt, which the TBS title, you know, you'd think would be okay. But no, man, like WWE doesn't even have a mid-card belt, and they probably should. Um, uh, oh, also in AEW news, we have MJF is now no longer under contract. Now that we're in 2024 with AEW. He's been taken off of the roster. He lost uh, to Samoa Joe uh, this past week. Um and he lost the title to Samoa Joe. And so he's doesn't have the title anymore. He found out Adam Cole was the devil the whole time um, and betrayed him, basically. And now, you know, now he's not under contract. Now, I don't – I honestly do not think I, – I say this. I said the same thing about CM Punk. I was like, hey, I don't think you're going to WWE. But – MJF, I don't see going to WWE right now. It's just too stacked right now. It's just too, too stacked. And it'd be hard to fit in and get yourself up the car fast enough with this le- this short amount of time we have from January to April. Like, that's that's a long time to be able to, as a goal, if, you, if you're just trying to get in shape for CM Punk January to April, cool, I can get in shape by then. That's fine. But to get over with the crowd, to let these people who do who have never watched AEW before actually know who you are and identify you and then have a big match by Mania, that's hard to do. So I could I mean after Mania, I could see it. 
you know, when all the other big stars go away, MJ, I mean, go away, The Rock, Roman, you know, some other guys go away, I can see it. And so, you know, if MJF showed, in WWE, showed up in WWE, I would not be mad at all. At all. I think it'd be a great addition. He'd kill it. I think he'd really... Some people were like, well, he wouldn't be able to talk the same like he does. I think the dude's smart enough to be able to adjust. Like, he'll he'll walk the line, the WWE line, as close as possible, but he will adjust. Um, So... Uh, MJF again, not under contract right now, but we'll we'll keep uh, an eye on what happens there. I'm definitely interested in how that's going to work out. Uh, if he resigned, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I kind of lean more towards him resigning with with AEW rather than leave, leaving AEW, but we'll see. We shall see. All right, our top five today is our again our top five matches that I want to see myself personally want to see at WrestleMania. Number five, I want to see a six man or six team tag team match. So I want to see almost similar to what we had last year, but I think that was a four way tag team match. This one, I want it to be tornado tag, maybe even a ladder match uh, for the undisputed tag team titles. And really, I want, I want the, I want to split. My goal is to split the titles or make it more like. Universal title, and then we unify the titles the next night or something on Monday Night Raw. But basically, what I want to do is I want to have the Judgment Day defend their titles against the New Day, the Creed Brothers, Imperium, Miz, uh, the Awesome Truth, you know, Miz and R Truth, and then also DIY, uh, Do It Yourself with Gar- Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I really think that would be a great match. I think it would really show off. Creed Brothers and uh, DIY. I also think Awesome Truth will bring, and the New Day will bring a fun, fun element to it. Imperium is going to bring that wrestling that we, that we were looking for uh, and the timing. Um, so Judgment Day, honestly, Judgment Day always has really good matches, honestly, especially like in a team setting, tag team setting. They always pretty much have a good match. Uh, I'm not going to lie. So that's one I really want to see. I think whoever wins, I would probably have Creed Brothers winning, and then I would have them unify the titles uh, the next night. So it's so it's only one tag team title moving forward instead of tag team titles for both brands, and then they can defend it on either brand they want to. Um, number four, I want to see the four horsemen, the four horse women match ish. Right, I want. I just like we talked about, we don't think Sasha Banks, Sasha Bank, Sasha Banks. Now, now I can't get her name right now that I call her. Uh, basically, we want to see. Uh, we talked about how Mercedes Monet is now going back to AEW. Well, if that happens, obviously we don't have her as an option for the four horsewomen. She's the fourth member or whatever member. So now I think we're gonna have to do Becky versus Bailey versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair, and I think. That's just kind of a big match to kind of an ego match. Um, and if you want, you could also, and I think that's a non-title match. I think you do that as just them four having beef and they need them needing to settle it. They need to settle who's the number one contender and also who's the, the top dog here. Like, because, you know, these four women have been running the division for the last decade or so. So um, definitely five to six years. So. Um, again, Becky versus Bailey versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Um, and I think that 
EO can face somebody else for a title match. Again, Rhea can face Nia Jax or, or someone else. If you if Becky if we do do Becky versus uh, Becky versus Rhea in a, in a separate match, we could take out Becky here and maybe replace her with. Um, damn, I'm trying to think. Maybe replace her or just have a triple threat match: Bailey versus Charlotte versus Bianca. Like that's not it's not bad. Um, and if you want, you could put EO in Becky's spot and then have a title, then make it an actual title match. Um, either way, I'm okay with it. Um, I think it works. Or you can move an Oscar in that, uh, whichever. So uh, I think that would be a good one. My number two is one we talked about. It is uh, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I think that would just be a great match. It's going to have so much buzz behind it because of the real-life beef they have and the real-life uh, the promo they had right on that on that Monday Night Raw that was really fun. Um, it was honest, it was transparent, and it seemed real, you know. So, I think number three for me, CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I think that'd be a fun one. Uh, it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be hard hitting. You're gonna feel every bit of that. One. Um, number two for me is The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Um, I think that match is gonna hit, man. I think it's going to be electric, man. I, I, like I said, when The Rock came out this past week uh, on Monday Night Raw, day one, um, I said I tweeted, I don't care what anyone says, The Rock has a top five interest song of all time. And I truly believe that. Like, from the drums to the bass line to the guitar to all of that, they just, man. And, and his song hits even better when it's in an arena. When it's in a big space, oh, it just hits so different. So when he's in Philadelphia and that song hits, if you smell, boom, boom, what the rock, doom, doom is cooking. Like, bro, it's going to go crazy. The place is going to go bananas. And I can't wait. Um, and then I, I just think it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to, you're going to be rooting for the rock, you know, Roman and the bloodline going to be cheating. And, and it's going to be like the rock finally, you know, has won, has finally over, you know, and maybe you even have, <clears throat> maybe you even have the bloodline cheating uh, the rock, you know, jumping them. The ref is down, of course, maybe even two refs, you know how Roman matches go. And then the rock, I mean, then Stone Cold music hits. Boom, Stone Cold music hits. He runs out there, stuns three, four people, right? Even maybe even stuns Paul Heyman. Then he uh, kind of like he did with uh, back in the day on Backlash, where he kind of saved the Rock from getting jumped by the, the corporation. But um, and or was it DX? I can't remember which one it is. But um, yeah, have Stone Cold come out there, hit them with the Stone Cold stunners, and basically tell the Rock, "Get up, whoop his ass." And the Rock gets up, stunner. Um, or, I'm sorry, uh, Rock bottom, pins him. One, two. Roman kicks out of that. And then they go keep going again, and then Roman eventually gets the victory. Like, I, I think, again, there's so many ways to book that match, but that's just off the top of my head, like, how I would want it to go. I think that'd be really fun. And then number one for me is, again, if you know me, you know what I, what I want in wrestling. I want two meaty men slapping me. You know what I mean? And that's why I got into wrestling. That's why I love it to this day. Um, that's the one reason I really like AEW sometimes. It's like sometimes I don't need a story. 
Most of the time I do. That's why I prefer WWE. But sometimes I don't need a story. Sometimes I just want to see two people wrestle. And AEW gives me that. They don't give me a ton of story. But they give me a lot of good wrestling uh, in the ring. And so this match would be for those people. This match would be for the, the people who love the uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Gunther match. Uh, or love the Gunther Sheamus match or anything like that. Or love the Cody versus Rock, Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam. Like this match is just going to be about who's the, the baddest man on the planet. And my number one is Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. Um, that one, I literally believe people would just be having goosebumps watching them two stare at each other uh, when the bell rings. Like, that's just the ultimate test for Gunther, right? And I think it'd be a great way for Brock to put someone over who is the next guy. You know what I mean? Usually Brock, Brock's put over people. Like, don't get me wrong. Brock has put people over. Uh, he's been asked to win a lot of matches because he's Brock Lesnar, right? That's part of his – that's just part of the thing. But I do think him putting over Gunther would be – that'd be dope. Uh, just behind the scenes, that'd be really cool. And I think, man, it just would be fun to watch Gunther kind of get thrown around a little bit and kind of have to adapt to someone who's bigger, stronger, faster. You know what I mean? And have to technically out-technical Brock Lesnar. Um, that'd be fun. And break him down piece by piece, legs, arms, ankles, you know what I'm saying, wrists, chest, all that. He'd have to – injure all of that just to get a chance and so yeah my number one Gunther versus Brock Lesnar I think that would be so much fun it would be damn near match of the year especially if, if Brock sells the way Brock usually sells oh this could be amazing because this could it could be a, a part where like you you know everybody thinks Brock is invincible but then there's there could be a point where it's like oh shit like Brock Brock might be it might be a wrap for my boy like He's getting his ass whooped by Gunther, you know, and they start to doubt him, and then he comes back with a fury, suplex city, over and over and over again, you know what I mean, or, or submissions or any of that. So, yeah, um, my number one, definitely Gunther versus uh, Brock Lesnar for top five matches I want to see at Mania. Uh, I hope we get all of them. Again, my number, I'll go through my list again. Number five, Judgment Day versus New Day versus the Kree Brothers versus Imperium versus Awesome Truth versus DIY um, for the tag titles and then hopefully unified. Then we have number four, we have Becky versus Bailey versus Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Again, you can substitute EO instead of Becky, have Becky face Rhea, have EO participate in this match and it'd be for a title, whichever you prefer. Um, then we had Punk versus Seth Rollins. Obviously a ton of backstage history there, a ton of history. A uh, ton of animosity there. Um, that would be fun. Um, then you have uh, number two, you have The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Um, that's blockbuster. So there's really no, no more I need to say there. Uh, that's kind of easy. Then number one, obviously, is Brock versus Gunther. That would be super fun. They had a moment at WrestleMania, I mean, at Royal Rumble last year that really got people buzzing and starting to look forward to it. Like, it was it was a thing, it was a matchup that we didn't think about until that moment, and you were like, damn, okay. Like, they putting Gunther up there against some of the best of the best, you know, so it would be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, folks, um, again, I appreciate you being with me today. Uh, definitely tap into the YouTube, to the Twitter, to the Facebook group. Uh, all things, thread, all that stuff, uh, X, everything. So definitely hit us up. 
with your thoughts on anything. And uh, we appreciate you tapping in. We out. Yep. Yeah.